0: My name is Brock, and this is the Dungeon Masters Toolkit Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Happy Holidays and Happy New Year. Today we have a bit of a different episode. We are doing a recap. I kind of mentioned that when the episode starts as well. I just wanted to say that there is a little bit of a trigger warning for this episode between the 20 minute mark and the 33 minute mark we talk about the loss of our son this year and how it's affected uh, the channel and, and our lives in general so if that's something you want to skip over feel free to jump past the 20 to 33 minute mark otherwise uh, i hope you enjoy the show and have a awesome 2022 Welcome, everybody. Today we have a bit of a different episode. I hope everybody's had a good holiday season and we'll have a happy new year. Today I have my wife Ashley with me, and we are going to be doing a little year in review episode for the podcast.
1: So the tables are turned. I'm going to be the guest host, and you're the host guest, maybe? (laughs) All right. So it's um, end of the year, you started this podcast earlier this year and you've done 31 episodes. That's awesome. That's
0: a lot of episodes.
1: Yeah. So, your very first episode came out on April 2nd. Um, it was Micro RP- RPGs, DM Burnout, and DM Tips. Do you remember anything about that? Uh,
0: I remember it was a good interview, it was with Joe. Um, He's got a YouTube channel and he's been fairly active uh, in the discord server and um, just kind of online, which has been a lot of fun to kind of get to know him.
1: Do you remember how you felt going into that first episode?
0: The first episode was definitely nerve wracking for me because I had never interviewed anybody before. Um, And I guess for most people, if you if you know me, I'm kind of a nerd. I do software development. I don't talk to a lot of people generally. Uh, so being in the place where I am interviewing people was very out of my box. Um, I'm used to just kind of working with, you know, small teams and that sort of a thing. And yeah, interviewing, being the interviewer was definitely a, a role change for me.
1: So did you go ahead and post that episode right away? Did you have it saved up for a little bit? Do you remember much about that?
0: I feel like I posted that one fairly soon after it was recorded. I can't remember. I have been trying to bank episodes as I've been going just to, you know, make scheduling easier. But um, kind of as we've gone, a lot of times it ends up with me just recording an episode the week of and then releasing it that Friday. So I feel like I tried to bank a couple of episodes, but I maybe only had two or three when I first posted that one.
1: Do you think you felt more nerves going into the actual interview or like clicking to post it, like to put it out there?
0: Definitely. It was the interview portion. Um, Again, not being in a position where I was familiar with interviewing somebody, that was uh, very nerve-wracking. I've posted other things and projects and stuff on the internet in the past. Um, Obviously, I had a TikTok uh, video go viral, so I'm not necessarily uh, new to sharing content and being somewhat recognized on the internet. But getting in and actually talking to somebody... Uh, is a little bit different, especially when it's a stranger that you've, you know, reached out to over the internet and you have no idea who they are or how this is going to go. Um, I think that was probably the the most nerve-wracking piece of it.
1: Are there things that you've learned or like what, um, what has had the biggest impact on you, whether that be a person you talked to, information they shared, or just the biggest impact of of hosting and having a podcast in general?
0: I think one of the biggest things I've learned is that doing these interviews really is not hard. And I don't know if there are people out there that are interested in starting a podcast or are talking to people. And I was really nervous about it. Like I said, this is out of my comfort zone. But when we really get down to it, every interview that I do is talking to somebody who has one of the same interests, hobbies, passions, as I do. And that makes it really easy to sit down and talk to them for an hour, you know, 45 minutes to an hour and a half sometimes. And especially when you don't know who they are, that can be, that can be really scary to just go in and talk to somebody. But then really after the first like 15-20 minutes of kind of getting into an interview, you definitely kind of fall into a groove and you start, you know, you're on a topic that you're interested about and they're interested about, and it just makes the conversations flow pretty well.
1: So would you say then um, that the, the confidence of that has kind of been the biggest impact on you, knowing that you can just reach out and talk to someone, or is there something else that you would say?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think it's knowing that when you have common ground with somebody or common interest it doesn't matter if you've never met them before, you can really connect on that subject. Um, and it can just, it, it's, it makes me less nervous going forward. And I also have somewhat prepared less for my interviews now, because I know that once we get started talking, they'll they will say something that piques my interest and I want to know more about. And then I just keep poking at them with questions. And I really don't feel like there's a ton of prep needed anymore. I mean, I have questions as backup in case we kind of get to a point where the conversation kind of falls apart or, you know, we need a a new subject or something. But for the most part, things just flow really nicely. And it's just been a lot of fun kind of learning that and building up that confidence as well.
1: Do you think that's um, helped you with just being a better conversationalist in in the real world, just talking to people that you run into, just having more confidence to just bring up conversation or do you think that's not really changed
0: um i want to say yes uh although sometimes i feel like i don't always initiate conversations (laughs) in the real world as much um i feel like for me once i start talking to somebody i feel like that piece of the conversation um i i would say i'm more confident in because of hosting the podcast right because i have practice going through conversations and asking questions and stuff. But
1: it's that initial like icebreaker.
0: Right. Especially if you're like, if you're like standing in line to get food or, or, you know, you're waiting somewhere or, you know, whatever reason that you're out in public and you're around people. A lot of times now, especially with like the pandemic, you don't typically talk to people that you don't really know. So, right. You know, right,
1: especially with working from home and, and just the environment of, I mean of the world we're living in right now. It yeah, that makes that makes sense. Um, so you like I said, you've had thirty-one episodes. So how do you feel the podcast has changed from episode one to episode thirty-one?
0: Um, I think that the kind of focus of the of the episodes or maybe kind of the format has changed. Not not really changed, but become a little bit more focused. Um when we started the podcast, it was really just straight interviews and just you know question, 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 and we just kind of see where things led. Um, as I've done more interviews and talked to some people who either you know write RPGs or have some sort of a, a project or a product or something uh, that they want to promote or a YouTube stream or or whatever, I've found that it can be sometimes easy to uh, talk only about that thing that they have. Um, and I one of the things that I want to make sure is kind of two things actually is one I want to make sure that there's good uh, actionable content for dungeon masters that are listening right because that's kind of the main purpose of the podcast is to have a different perspective you know from a dungeon master that hopefully inspires other dungeon masters or you know gives them a new tool that they can play around with at their table Uh, but the second thing I want to do is also make sure that people who do have projects and things that they want to promote, that they also get time to talk about those projects and promote them a little bit as well. And sometimes those projects have really neat things that are also still actionable to Dungeon Masters, um, depending on, you know, the people listening and what they're trying to do. So the thing, as far as the format goes, that I've kind of tried to switch up is making sure that we get a lot of the DM questions kind of out of the way in the first half uh, so, we can kind of focus on actionable stuff that people can use. And then in the second half, move into more of what are they doing? What projects are they working on? And that sort of thing. And I think that that kind of separation a little bit in the format has helped the episodes flow a little bit nicer. Um, and then if dungeon masters want to only listen to the first half to get kind of the actionable pieces, they can. And if they want to stick around for, you know, to see what these people are working on. Then they can as well, but it's not all kind of mixed up together. It's all, it's kind of separated into two separate little chunks.
1: Sure. That makes sense. I mean, truly arming them with, you know, their, the dungeon master's toolkit, you know, they have things that they can use from, from the podcast, but, or, you know, those actionable things, but also the, the world of, you know, DMing and RPGs and stuff. It's so vast that, you know, these little projects that people are working on or or big projects, sometimes you you just don't hear about all of them because there's so many things. So I feel like talking about those things also helps other DMs realize that there, there are so many other things out there that they could look into.
0: There are so many things on social media that like, oh, it would be cool if this thing existed. And then oftentimes, like later on Twitter or Reddit or somewhere, I'll find it or a similar thing to it. But I, you know, until I had seen it, I didn't know that it was a thing or I didn't know what to search to find, you know, so and so's project where they're running a certain type of game or whatever.
1: Yeah, we did talk about that recently, how really knowing what to search in like a search engine or something is truly like a skill set. So if you don't know what to look up or what words to use or things like that, you just might not find it. And some of these smaller things, if if it's not put out there to, to people in, in some way, shape, or form, it just doesn't reach people.
0: Exactly. And with social media too, to some degree, there is so much stuff that it's easy to get buried. So, it, you know, and one person, I don't remember all of the Reddit posts that I've saved or the Twitter things that I've liked even... You know, so there are so many things that unless you use it like right away, you may just forget that it exists, you know, because there's there's just a lot of content out there, which is great, uh, but it also can mean it can be hard to find.
1: Right. So do you have any tips for other people start like that want to start a podcast are thinking about it or they're just starting?
0: If you are thinking about starting a podcast, whether it's uh, D&D or tabletop related or not, you know, maybe you're into cars or computers or whatever, I would say just start recording. If you have, oh, you don't even need a computer anymore these days. You can do it all from your phone. Um, and the, I would definitely consider hosting with anchor FM they're owned by Spotify, but it's a free publishing platform for podcasts and it's what I use. Um, They have some built-in tools for you to record straight with them, either on your phone or on your computer, which I don't use. I actually just use um, some other tools just because of the nature of how we have things set up and and getting other people's interviews uh, and um, audio. But I would say start because I have been very surprised at how easy easy it has been to kind of get a small following going, and the following seems to be – steadily growing. I mean, it's not exploding super fast, but it's definitely more than I had anticipated. Um, and even without really sharing, uh, my episodes on Reddit or anything anymore, um, new people are continuing to find it. And I would also say one of the probably easiest things to start out with would be interviews because you don't have to have much of a script you don't have to, you know, plan a bunch of stuff ahead of time. You just have to have some questions. You just got to find some people that are in the same industry or hobby that you're in and talk to them. And like with this one, I posted on Reddit and just said, hey, if anybody's interested, like, would anybody be interested in being interviewed? You know, regular Joe DMs. And I had a massive response on Reddit. And I've continued to have more and more people. um either reach out or, you know, accept when I reach out to them. Um, And then it's also kind of fun as you grow, you get to talk to bigger and bigger people in the hobby. So for example, I got to talk to Hankrin from Runehammer, which was really cool because he was one of the main authors that really influenced a lot of my DMing style, right? When I was kind of getting into the hobby. Uh, So it was really cool to, to have him on. And as the podcast grows, as I gain some popularity and some kind of, I guess, credit or cred reputation, maybe, <laughs> however you want to say that, um, it, it becomes easier and easier to talk to some of these, you know, bigger name channels and authors and, and stuff like that. And it's really cool to, you know, reach out to these people. They're all just people like you and I are, and they're just doing their thing, but it's just really cool to to get to talk to them. So. I would say if if you have a phone, pretty much, you can get started recording a podcast, and it's pretty easy to do, and there's really not much of a downside. I mean, the only cost that I had to it was buying my microphone for my computer, and it's just like a $35 mic off of Amazon. So, you know, there's just... It's not that bad.
1: Yeah, I mean... I feel like there's so many things in life that you just have to start. You just have to have day one, minute one. You just have to begin, and sometimes that is one of the the hardest obstacles to cross. I so we were just um, I just pulled up Brock's um, Spotify Wrapped. So on day one, when you did that first first interview, you put out your first episode. Would you have ever imagined that you would have reached 14 different countries?
0: Not with my podcast. No. <laughs> um I assumed that for the most part, pretty much all of my listeners would be in the US. Um just cuz that's where I'm from. Um but yeah, I wouldn't have really expected to reach out much farther than that.
1: Right. I I mean when I looked at that, it was like, wow, that's that's crazy. Like I mean 14 there's so many I mean there's so many other places that you can reach and that you can keep going forward with this podcast but that's that's really cool that's crazy just for one day deciding I'm I'm gonna do this so briefly why why did you start how did you come up with this
0: oh a couple reasons (laughs) um with anything uh we'll talk about the confidence boost that I had with TikTok. So a lot of you or some of you maybe know that I posted a video on TikTok actually like a year ago yesterday um, that went viral. And I have what, like 170, 180,000 followers on TikTok. Um, not for d d related stuff, unfortunately, but a lot of people on there were like, Hey, you should make more content, or there's a lot of people that actually liked my voice for some reason. Oh
1: man, I remember that. That was so funny. Everyone's like, I just want you to like read me a bedtime story or narrate my life or something, because they enjoy your voice, which was really interesting Well, and kind of funny.
0: Especially for me because I feel like my voice is generally fairly bland and monotone. So um It was a weird experience for me for sure to have that blow up and for people and for like thousands of people to be saying that, right? So, and then also with TikTok, just the platform in general, because they're so short, there's such short videos. A lot of the videos on there aren't like super high quality, right? Like they're just like people recorded this and uploaded it, right? And so that kind of made me realize, you know, I don't need to do anything like super fancy or spend a ton of money or whatever to. Be able to do this, um, so that was kind of the first kind of step, or it was a, it was a, definitely a boost in the right direction to say, hey, people want to you know hear me talk. Here's something that I'm actually passionate about talking about. So you know maybe this is a thing that we could do. Um, the second reason, uh, well, just in general, I'm interested in uh, tabletop RPGs as a hobby. Uh, I had an old website years ago. Um, where I was posting uh, actually a lot of uh, index card RPG stuff, kind of homebrew stuff when that was all coming out. Um, that website is unfortunately not available anymore because something happened to the WordPress site and I basically lost access to it and couldn't get into it anymore. Uh, so that's fun. But I had this little blog basically where I would post, you know, my thoughts on different like RPG mechanics and stuff like that. And that, when I was doing that, I always kind of wanted to do like a YouTube channel or something. And I've listened to so many different D and D or tabletop related channels, um, like Runehammer, like Dungeon Craft, um, Dungeon Dudes, Web DM, all of those. Matt Colville, and and with a lot of those too, it's like, man, I really could I could do something like that. But those are generally, especially with YouTube, they're a little bit more, or a little bit higher production value, right? To really stand out on YouTube versus like TikTok. Um, but I've I've always kind of had it in the back of my mind that I wanted to do some kind of of content online that people um, could take in, especially related to the hobby. So that's kind of my second reason. Um, my third reason gets a little bit more sad. I don't I don't know how to explain it. Um, if you guys were with me at the beginning of when we started this, uh, you'll remember that my wife and I had a pretty tough year this year. Um, we, I had been thinking about starting a channel or something like this, and then a couple days later, um, my wife, you, Ashley, who was pregnant, we found out that our son wasn't going to make it uh, through childbirth, basically, uh, due to you know numer- numerous issues. Um, and so, part of kind of one of my fears actually with the whole thing and knowing like what we were going to deal with in the next couple of months was not wanting to essentially become a shell of myself and not like you know it just seems it in that situation, it felt like it would be so easy to just be dead inside and not be interested in doing anything and just be super depressed and everything all the time um and so. When we got that news, it was like, okay, I have to do this podcast. Like there's there's basically two options for me. I can say this is too much to deal with. I'm not gonna do it. You know, I've got too much on my plate right now. And then the second option, which is what I chose, was I need to do the podcast so that I have something to look forward to. I have, you know, conversations that are gonna be interesting and exciting for me and just kind of keep me present a little bit or or maybe not present, maybe a little bit distracted during that time. Um, and I know a lot of the people that were with us at the beginning of the podcast were very supportive um, when everything happened and just a lot of kind of moral support, getting to talk to everybody and and having people on the server. So I really thank everybody that's been around since the beginning, because it has been a very difficult year for us. Um, but yeah, that was one of the other things is just I didn't really want to lose my my passions because of what we were dealing with this year. So sticking with the podcast has given me something to kind of just keep me going. And uh, like I said, just give me something fun and interesting to look forward to week to week.
1: I feel like that, you know, you really easily could have said, I don't have the time or mental capacity to do this right now. And it shows a lot of strength to decide you know what? I'm going to take what we're going through and use it as fuel to say, no, I am going to do this, and I'm gonna. For the most part, I know there there have been weeks where you just haven't gotten a podcast out because of what we went through, um, the holidays, you know, things like that. But for the most part, you've said, you know, it's it's Friday, I got to drop an episode, and and I'm gonna do that, and you've used it as fuel to push you forward. Do you also think that from TikTok and seeing you can post really anything and it can go viral and also knowing the, the barrier to entry that comes with like YouTube and, and things like that. Do you think that's kind of what steered you in the direction of doing a podcast?
0: Um, A little bit. So when I, you know, those couple days before we found out our news, I had been working on a list of uh, episode ideas because when I was thinking that I wanted to do a YouTube channel. I realized uh, I've tried kind of similar things in the past. And then I've always just fizzled out, you know, I do like two or three things and then be like, "Ah, I don't really have any more ideas. So I'm just not going to post anything. And then, and then I'll have like two or three videos that I've recorded that I just don't do anything with. Right. And so kind of my first thing that I said was, okay, I want to do this, but I want to make sure that over the course of like a year, I can release one video every week because. As far as I can tell, everything I've seen online is consistency is the most important thing. Having a schedule is the most important thing to growing a successful channel, whether that's on YouTube or TikTok or wherever. And I was just writing down, okay, here's a list of, I think I got to 26 or 27 um, video ideas of short, like 15 minute videos that I could put on YouTube, things that I was interested in and wanted to talk about. And then I was like, well, hey, maybe every other week I'll do an interview because interviews, you know, they'll maybe be a little bit longer, but they should be easier because I don't really have to prep. I don't have to like do a whole bunch of editing uh, to make sure all the cuts and stuff are right. Um, It should be a little bit faster. And then that's when I posted online and was like, hey, would anybody even be interested in doing this? And I had so many people respond. I was like, well, I have like three years worth of people who have said yes. So... (laughs) Maybe I'll just do interviews for now. You know, maybe that's going to be the easier thing to do. And that's kind of what I've done. I've, I have have done a couple episodes of the podcast where um, I have my mechanics to steal episodes where I talk about uh, an RPG and then, you know, three or four different mechanics that they do and, thing you know, ways that you can maybe incorporate those into other game systems. Um, so those are actually my... Kind of like my opposite content, right? Like instead of doing those kind of videos, I'm doing basically all interviews. But then here and there, you know, if I don't
1: Just kind of sprinkling them yeah. like throughout, if you
0: sprinkle them in, especially when I don't have or didn't get time to get an interview set up with somebody because scheduling can sometimes be tricky. Um, those make good filler episodes, and I for some reason really like reading RPG books for fun. Um, so <laughs> it's a good way to put some of that knowledge to use when I'm not actually running those game systems.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Do you think that, um how do you think that the podcast has like fulfilled you? Do you think it's been like um things you've learned from it, kind of more a dis- distraction and escape? What do you, what do you think?
0: Hmm. It's a, it's kind of a lot of things. Um It's a little bit of an escape to, I, I love the conversations. I love sitting down and talking to somebody for an hour because everybody that I've talked to has such a unique perspective or unique things that they do in their games. Um, and I love hearing about those things. So that piece of it is a little bit of an escape. The editing and posting and scheduling of an episode is a little bit of a job <laughs> because that is probably the less or probably the least enjoyable part of the podcasting. Uh, experience I guess Uh, the production side of things is not always as fun um, because I have to go back and listen to the entire episode clip out silences and stuff I've gotten that down I wouldn't say to a science but I've definitely uh, got some tips and tricks now that I have that speed up that process but any given episode takes me probably two and a half to three hours to actually um, record edit and then publish it's probably yeah maybe it's closer to two hours you know it's a little bit of time before and after the podcast is recorded to get set up and to get everything recording to get the person in to do you know interview is usually about an hour and then there's probably about an hour ish of editing just going back through and and making sure everything sounds good um and then, you know, 15 minutes to a half an hour to just get all of the links and stuff set up and in the episode and, and scheduled and make sure everything's all set to release. So hopefully it doesn't sound like it takes me that long to do an episode. Like hopefully the episode quality just is good. But there's, I mean, when it, when you're doing them week to week and I don't have a, you know, with the daughter, we don't have a ton of free time either. So, you know, three-ish hours a week doing episodes is is a decent amount of time out of the already small amount of free time that we have. So.
1: Right. Right. So you did mention earlier that, um, we, we had some news. We had a rough year. We found out, right. So your first episode came out on April 2nd on March 10th is when we found out in an anatomy scan that our son had some, um, you know, abnormalities Mm -hmm. with, um, his growth and stuff. And, and throughout that time, it was probably, was it four, four weeks or so, three weeks before we went back and kind of got the confirmation that it still was looking Mm -hmm. like that. And so throughout this time, we were in limbo a lot of the time, and this is kind of a a way to get away from that. We had so many unknowns and, and this was a concrete thing for you to come
0: to yeah yeah that's for sure those couple of months that we had between finding out and then um actually having the the birth and everything that was probably the hardest what was that like two months two and a half months
1: well on may 27th is when we actually had him and and that was unknown too you know we went into a a routine appointment we had more appointments um, just to check how everything was going, and and we were told um, the week before Labor Day at, on our appointment that we can have we could have him today or tomorrow to to have him alive, or we would have to. I mean,
0: yeah, he wouldn't make it through the weekend, likely.
1: Right. So then we had to just drop everything and go in. And so you did take I think two two or three weeks off during mm-hmm. that time, but we. We did not even know that, that that time was coming. It was just, it was at 30 weeks. Well,
0: it was like, so it's it like, hey, 10
1: weeks early,
0: this is happening tomorrow. So it's like, you have less than 24 hours and you're going to be dealing with this. So, yeah, that was, that was a scary and stressful time for sure. Right.
1: I mean, it was, I mean, truly and utterly horrible. Um, also eye opening and, um, a blessing in some different ways I would say kind of (laughs) um but yeah this this podcast I feel like is one of those things that kind of helped both of us to an extent I know that you're the one I mean I've done like one episode with you but it kind of pulled both of us out of a funk and like okay we we obviously we have our daughter and we did everything for her you know we're there for her all the time we're good parents but it got us out of the like funk you have to like i'm gonna watch her and you're gonna do this and right have conversations that didn't revolve around what we were going through and truly Uh, brought a joy to us that
0: that is true because in the middle of all of that it's really hard to think about like anything else happening you know so like this was just so different and to some degree this isn't you know, for a lot of people work and stuff, sometimes is kind of that anchoring point too, because it's just something where you have to leave your home life and, and work on stuff. But sometimes that was even work was difficult, you know, to concentrate and to focus and and this just doing interviews, you know, when I'm interviewing somebody, I don't usually have to do a whole lot, I just have to kind of ask the next question. So and then I get to listen and, and enjoy what they're talking about. So kind of on the spectrum, but somewhere between entertainment for me and and work but something just enough to pull me out of kind of our situation at the time
1: so have you felt that throughout um all of that um there was a shift in what the podcast means to you through it like the importance of building the connections and just sharing this passion with other people and maybe having an escape for for them pulling them into their passion and hobby and away from the crazy things that life's throwing at them as well.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I think, I think for me, like you said, it's, it's a way for me to continue to just do something within the hobby. And I've definitely met a lot of people and there's a lot of fun people on the discord and getting to have conversations and stuff, which is, is really cool. Um, And I think I mentioned this on another podcast. It's kind of like I'm growing my own little, you know, RPG community. And I don't, we don't have a lot of friends nearby that actually play tabletop games. Right. I mean, we've got my sister, but she's in college and, you know, in a different town. And, um, some of my other friends are, you know, all live in different towns and getting together and even scheduling online is not always as easy. So getting to do these interviews and getting to, um, I mean, there's haven't been a lot of games that have been run on the server, which I would like to get more of those happening. Um, But, you know, starting to get more of that stuff is just another way that I get to experience that with people that I now somewhat know on the server or on the channel uh, that I wouldn't have otherwise met. You know, so it's it's just a fun way to get to experience the hobby uh, in a way that I don't, you know, I don't have a lot of people nearby that, you know, can actively do that with us.
1: Do you have, um, to turn away from that heavier topic, sorry, Um, do you have favorite moments or, you know, memories from the past year with the podcast?
0: Um, Getting the massive response on Reddit to people who were interested uh, in doing the interviews was really cool because I just didn't think there would be that many people that would be open to being interviewed. Um, That was really fun getting to know people uh, and I got to play in a blades in the dark game that was run on the server, which was really cool because I had not yet gotten a chance to see the system in action. So that was really exciting. Uh, and then I guess I would mention my interview with uh, Hankrin again, just because he's, I don't want to say that he was necessarily an idol of mine, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> just uh, just a very, very cool to get to talk to somebody who uh i have you know massive appreci- appreciation for um for his content and his work so you know that's been really cool and just talking to to everybody i mean and i i feel like i tell this to everybody but most of the people when i get done uh with an interview it's like man i could talk to you for four more hours um if you had time and and just you wouldn't even know the time would just fly by so i feel like I'm doing something right and I'm finding apparently the right people to talk to because I don't think I've had a bad interview. you know I've done 31 of them and everybody I would love to have back on as a guest. I would love to sit down and talk to them some more. Um, that's just been a great time and it's really cool to it's really cool to just have that experience.
1: Um, do you have any goals for the podcast for the upcoming year? Anything you want to change, do different, um, any any goals of any sort?
0: Um, I would like to be more consistent with the episodes that I release and hopefully get somewhat of a backlog of episodes done so that I'm, I don't have to, like, cancel a week, you know? It's <laughs> yeah. not really fun as a content creator to, or, or as a viewer to be like, Oh, sorry, no episode this week, you know? Um, And that might mean either getting more episodes done sooner, or it might mean spacing them out a little bit more to doing like a, you know, twice a month episodes instead of, um, you know, once every week, which I have been happy to see that even though, especially with the holiday season that we haven't been posting as frequently, the views and stuff has still been, pretty solid. Um, so it doesn't doesn't really seem like it's slowing down at all, which is good. Um, so I'm excited to just kind of keep going again uh, in the new year.
1: So more so just trying to figure out what that, that schedule looks like or how it best fits for both you and the listeners.
0: Right. Um, and then the other thing I would like to do more of is I'd like to run more of the design competitions again. Um, we had two, so that was really fun. Um, if you're new to the podcast, we basically we had a couple design competitions where people would submit. Uh, we would have like a specific kind of theme for it, and people would submit their entries, and then the winner would get a $10 Amazon or drive-through gift card. Uh, I would like to do more of those, um, and then I also want to start running more one shots on the server because i feel like i haven't gotten to play or run as much as i wanted to this year
1: sure
0: and and just personally i know for me that um i need to do something that i can kind of it can be like a a one day thing and i can get it done and then have it off of my list again so one shots to me are perfect for that on the server to just you know Throwing out there, get people to sign up for it, run it, and then be done with it. And then I can either run it again for a different group of people, or we can, you know, I can come up with these different one shots to run uh, also so I can try different systems as well. Um, so do
1: you think for those one shots, would you um, post out those as like a bonus episode for people to listen to?
0: I would like to. Um, if the people that are in the one shot are okay with I suppose the episode being have, recorded.
1: Yeah, when when you sign up, you'd almost have to like agree to be recorded and have right. that be posted.
0: Now, I think a lot of the people that are on the server have been interviewed or are interested in being interviewed, so I feel like barrier to that is probably somewhat low. I feel like most people would probably would be okay with that. Sure. Uh, and and most likely, most likely, it would probably be audio only, not video
1: i feel like that's that's Um, easier
0: at least as far as recording goes it would be easier for me just technology wise um because i can just do the recording over discord like i do for the interviews um but one thing i've always kind of wanted to mess with is making like a radio drama radio play type thing so taking a recording of a session and cutting out a lot of the like in between banter and and some of the roles and stuff and just having kind of like the straight action, the straight story, and then put some like music and some sound effects to it. Um, I, I haven't done it. I think it would be really fun actually from an editing standpoint to try at least try it once. (laughs) Maybe I won't like the editing part of it, but maybe
1: that's one of your goals for um, 2022 is to at least get one of those out.
0: And, and that would be a lot of fun, I think too, uh, to do that. And maybe those could be um, a bonus episode. Um, One thing that I haven't really pushed very hard uh, at all is a like a Patreon or uh, I think I I also have a buy me a coffee page as well um, where people can like sign up for like a membership. You know, a lot of YouTube channels and podcasts and stuff have Patreons and whatever. Um, Something that I haven't really pushed because I haven't really had bonus content for people to to take in. Sure. and i haven't really wanted to be like hey donate to me and you get basically nothing in return for that so
1: yeah i get that you'd have, you to know. have something to offer but to be able to to grow the podcast and to have more time to dedicate to it right that would be but also it could be a fun i mean just a a goal is to have one of those you can put it out on the regular Podcast to see how it goes, what people think about it, and then see if that's something right. you, you want to grow. Right, that'd be a really cool way to to develop the the podcast and the community.
0: And one of the fun things about doing these channels, um, and I think for new content creators, it can be easy to get hung up on this, is that you can change what you're doing. Uh, as you go, you know, right? You don't have to have everything mapped out from the beginning. And like, this is my channel, and this is all it's going to be. And these are my, you know, my three segments that I'm going to do. And it's never going to change. You know, we can change these things. Like, if it, if I do it and it doesn't turn out well, then, then I don't have to do more. Maybe I just hate editing that much because that (laughs) would be a lot of work because there's a lot that you have to chop out with the.
1: Well, and the more people that are involved, the more, um, mics that are being used the mm-hmm. more you know there there's just more things that can that can go wrong because th- there's more
0: factors yeah exactly so they would definitely be more time-consuming episodes to produce um i think if done well they could be really fun to listen to so well, and
1: shoot if they're not fun to listen to i bet they'd be fun to record <laughs> oh yeah
0: well if you're running the one shot anyways you might as well just record it and then if if you use it great if not who cares?
1: Right, exactly. Awesome. Well, uh, how do you feel about doing some random rapid fire get to know me questions that have nothing whatsoever to do with the podcast? Sure. Just say I'm in. Get this to is know a you. surprise.
0: I wasn't I wasn't aware this was going to happen.
1: Were you aware that any of this is going to happen? <laughs> no,
0: we decided this last night. So.
1: <laughs> um, if you could be any animal, what would it be and why?
0: Any animal? Yeah. <laughs> oh man my inner druid um (laughs) i would probably say something that flies uh so probably like a large bird like an eagle or a hawk or something uh just because it's a different perspective to the world maybe an owl owls are pretty cool um
1: are you a morning person or a night person
0: oh man both that's what i was gonna Uh, say (laughs) recently recently both right Um, so I'm very
1: rapid with your rapid.
0: rapid I, yeah, I'm not, I'm (laughs) definitely a night person. Like I can stay up really late and I, and I feel great and I can get stuff done and be productive. Um, although I don't like really working at night it's always like fun stuff, like project work like this that I like to work on. Um, though I realize that, uh, the morning is kind of my time. This is like the only time that I get like with our daughter and, and so without our daughter, I should say, because <laughs> she's still sleeping. Right. So I have been trying to get in the habit of getting up early so that I have time to, you know, do stuff. Um, I would like to work out and everything. Um, but just getting ready before she's up. Cause that's just a nightmare. Otherwise, um i haven't gotten to the working out part i basically just wake up early and play video games for an hour uh just to wake up but i, I am at least starting the habit of getting up early so that's the first half of it
1: <laughs> so if you could trade lives with anyone for a day who would it be
0: wow um
1: dead or alive
0: i don't, dead or alive. I don't know i don't know a specific person but it would be really interesting to um like trade lives with somebody who has like a very vastly different lifestyle than we do right like somebody yeah. that's either like super wealthy or lives in a different you know country or something just to like get that perspective cuz like if i just switched lives with like somebody here you know probably really wouldn't change my perspective much
1: right um what's your favorite movie quote
0: as much as i want to say a star wars quote um the one that Honestly, really sticks with me a lot is a quote from um, Lord of the Rings from Frodo and Gandalf, where and this is kind of applicable to our situation this year as well. Uh, Frodo asks, "What like why do these bad things happen to us?" Essentially, and Gandalf replies with, um, "You know, bad things are going to happen." And we don't, you know, you don't get to decide what bad things happen in your lifetime or in other people's lifetimes. The only thing that you get to decide is what you do about it and how you spend your time, basically. Um, I don't know the exact quote, but um, just that general sentiment of bad things will happen. You can't control it. The only thing that you can control is how you spend your time and what you do, how you respond.
1: Um, What is your most useless talent? (laughs)
0: My most useless talent is that I can wiggle my ears without t- uh, using my hands.
1: <laughs> yep. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Um, coffee person or tea person? Uh,
0: I want to be a tea person. I am. I like sweet peach tea, but I think that that's mostly sugar. Um, and I don't particularly like coffee. I also, I do like specialty coffees, uh, again, because it's mostly sugar. <laughs> I don't actually like the coffee or the tea. I just like the sugar.
1: Um favorite actor
0: uh geez uh, probably don't really have a favorite actor uh, i did just watch um the new boba fett episode so i'll say tamara morrison
1: <laughs> which tv show would you love to be featured in
0: featured in a tv show that would definitely be like the mandalorian or uh, <laughs> yeah. one of the star wars ones the boba fett one that'd be fun just be an extra
1: um a beach or a mountain person
0: I think i actually might like mountains better i really yep. like i really like forested areas um the beach is cool too but i just i don't know i feel more at home in in like forested wooded areas and mountains generally have that so
1: what would be the title of your autobiography
0: the title of my autobiography <laughs> brock benson tiktok influencer dungeon master artificial intelligence engineer
1: there you <laughs> It's actually just my name and all my titles right um favorite yogurt topping
0: uh fruit and like granola all right
1: um what kind of fruit alias
0: strawberries okay or raspberries
1: um what's your favorite video game
0: all of them um by time played uh it's probably between civ uh civilization fallout skyrim and terraria
1: i mean those are good
0: those are good <laughs> Don't look at the hours played on my Steam page.
1: (laughs) Um, sorry, my rapid questions aren't coming very rapidly.
0: That's right, I'm kind of slow sometimes.
1: That's okay. Biggest fear?
0: Heights. (laughs) For sure.
1: If you would have said anything different, I would have been like, that is a lie.
0: Which is Um, funny because I like high ropes courses and uh, stuff like that, but like if I'm if I am tethered to the thing, I'm not afraid of it. If I'm just like walking around, I feel like I'm going to get sucked off the edge.
1: Do you like or dislike surprises?
0: I like surprises.
1: I hate surprises. You
0: hate surprises.
1: <laughs> um, do you have a pet peeve?
0: Of things that's like something that I don't like?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh getting interrupted and or being asked to do things every time I sit down. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Shots fired um you could have said like you know like someone chewing with their mouth open or something
0: yeah but i do that so
1: (laughs) you're right that's mine for you um how many pillows do you sleep with
0: one until you take it
1: (laughs) um favorite holiday
0: Hmm, uh, probably christmas um just because we get to see more of the family generally during that time
1: favorite movie yeah
0: probably uh rogue one Oh,
1: um, how many languages to speak?
0: <laughs> this is a trick question because I'm a programmer. Um, I have forgotten most of the Spanish uh, that I learned, um, but uh, technically, programming languages are languages. <laughs> so, oh, let's see: uh, C sharp, C, JavaScript, Java, SQL. <laughs> um, html is not technically a language but i'll count it so it's seven <laughs> plus english i was like are you <laughs> gonna forget
1: english that's awesome um do you have a favorite drink like water coffee juice
0: sweet peach tea oh my
1: gosh yeah um when are you most productive like time of day
0: it's probably like seven or eight o'clock at night after I'm done working, not on work-related things. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. It's when I'm going to bed and I'm <laughs> trying to fall asleep, and then my brain's like, "Hey, let's just kick it in high gear and just start spitting a bunch of stuff out." So then I have to usually get up and write it all down yeah. because I just I can't sleep otherwise.
1: Um, summer or winter
0: uh i used to be winter i was born in december so and in minnesota so i generally like the snow and stuff um except now that i'm an adult and i have to actually like do the snow maintenance and stuff and i really don't love blowing the driveway or any of that so probably i'd say i'm more of like a fall i don't like being hot either which is the problem i would rather be cold (laughs) so it's like fall when it's cool but there's not snow yet um I loved snow as a kid, but now that I like still have to go to work, even if it snowed, and have to blow the driveway in the morning, it's just not that fun.
1: Um, favorite cake flavor?
0: Cheesecake.
1: <laughs> Trick question, I guess. Um, What was your favorite subject in school?
0: Probably science. Um, My dad's a science teacher. I had him as a teacher in high school, um, but always really liked a lot of the science classes and stuff. Technology's always been kind of a thing for me
1: Do you prefer cats or dogs dogs for sure
0: i like cats i don't like owning cats
1: sunrise (laughs) or sunset same with the same with the like winter thing now like you have to shovel the cat you have to do the litter box right
0: exactly (laughs) um sunrise or sunset probably sunset
1: yeah i think i agree chocolate or vanilla
0: vanilla (laughs) vanilla is like the second most expensive like spice like flavoring which is funny because everybody that's like the plain yeah that's flavor. like
1: generic um describe yourself in three to five words
0: um dad or father um father husband nerd dungeon master
1: awesome <laughs> before I was going to go with for you where I am a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but those other ones work too. Um let's go with um, Do you have anything else to say to your listeners from 2021?
0: Well, uh what so one thing that I would like to share just kind of back on the If you are interested in starting a podcast, and I say, you should start a podcast. Um, The one thing I want to just like, not that it's about the money, but I just want to talk about like, how much you can make from like podcasting and compare that with TikTok, right? And I don't know if people care about this or not. But on TikTok, I had, I had like, what, 20 million views? And like that was on one video, and then I've had like a couple million more views on like the rest of my videos. Like probably had total,
1: yeah, four to five more million. Right. Elsewhere.
0: So I've so on TikTok we've made about like nine hundred dollars, which is a lot of money, but it's also like for that many views is not it's not a lot of money compared to. Uh, also you can't make money on tiktok or even on youtube until you have a certain number of like subscribers or followers or um and you have like so much watch time and stuff like that so there's like barriers to entry in getting into uh the platform and actually being able to monetize the platform right on uh anchor with podcast um they you can do like the sponsored uh, ads or whatever where you record them and then they just you can insert them into your um, episodes um and anchor just has like its regular anchor ad that you can do just to get people to use anchor um and that pays basically uh, every thousand views you get 15 bucks um which is way higher than would you get paid for t- from TikTok, right? Cause like if I got paid $15 per thousand, so if I just did 20 million divided by what? A thousand times 15, I'd have made like $300,000, right? Wow. Uh, but I've only made 900 on TikTok, <laughs> right? That's just for the one video too. But, and I haven't made nearly as much with Anchor. I've only made about 20 bucks, but there was no barrier to entry, right? Like I just started making money and that $20 I will use to run more design contests or you could use it to buy a microphone or whatever, right? So, and actually if you're looking at my, like my YouTube channel, my YouTube channel looks like it's pretty small because most of the listeners are on the actual podcast platforms. And I don't think you can see the stats for that as easily as a viewer. Um, So yeah, like if you're curious about it, I would definitely say that podcasting is a lot easier to get into and it's already more, it's more consistent in terms of like being able to kind of make some money back from it.
1: Right. Like there's so many more barriers to entry for say YouTube. You need to, I mean a microphone is still important so they can hear you, but you have to also have a camera and a place to record and, and all of those other things that really here you can, have your phone or a microphone or, you know, like very, very basic setup. And, but you can really, I mean, you can definitely grow that to make their production value better.
0: But, and the reason that I bring this up is just because I was surprised that it was actually as easy as it was with like through anchor to actually start making money, you know, and having the experience of, actually making some money on TikTok and just kind of seeing those differences. And like, I haven't made any money from YouTube yet because I'm not even a big enough channel, right. you know, so it's just kind of like a, an opening experience that I wouldn't have had, um, had I not been viral on TikTok or been on YouTube or here. So just for anybody that's interested in starting again, it's not necessarily about the money, but if you are looking for a platform podcast, are probably a decent spot to start.
1: Right. Honestly, there are the thing is, is if you know something about anything, people want to hear about it. Whether it's like I um, right now, I'm a stay at home mom with our daughter, and then we also do some um, website development. But prior to that, I I went to school to do hair, and it's crazy to hear you know people that, people don't know a lot about hair and the products that they should use and and that and they they love to ask me questions about it if if you know something about that you know something about snowboarding whatever it is like people want to to know about it and then the other um quote that I I love is successful people want to help other people be successful so if and not necessarily that you're like a big successful DM or something, but it's something you really enjoy and your hobby and you want to share that with other people. And I think that's really cool. And I think if anyone else wants to do that, give it a shot.
0: So there's, there's another uh, quote. I, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was basically saying like, you don't have to be an expert or if, if you know more than, you know, the other people, then you are the expert, right? Like even if you're not like a master in whatever right. field you're in, if you know more than somebody else, then you can still you have valuable things that you can teach somebody. And the other thing is, uh, kind of cheating. If you're interviewing people, you don't even have to to be an expert at all because you just interview the experts and have them give the the expertise on right, your or, on your podcast.
1: <laughs> well, right, that makes you the kind of the expert in getting that that information out. Right, and that's yeah, that's really cool. I think this podcast overall has been really exciting and it's fun to see it grow. And I think there's, you know, an exponential amount of growth that can continue to happen with it. As long as you want to continue. And as long as people want to keep listening and sharing their information. And so if you do, if someone does want to be interviewed, if they have questions, where can they find you?
0: Uh, so I guess the easiest places would be on either Discord uh, or Twitter. Um, you can just shoot me a message on Twitter if you want. Then you don't have to join the Discord server. But if you do hop into the Discord server, it's really easy to just ping me, um, send me a direct message, or just hop in one of the chat channels um, and, and ping me there as well. Um, there is technically a form on all of my episodes. that people It's a Google form that people can fill out if they're interested Um, I haven't looked at that a ton lately. Unfortunately, I need to get back into going through that list of of people that have signed up for interviews. Um, but that is another way, but the best way would be to just find me on Discord or Twitter and then ping me, um, because I usually see those fairly quickly. Um, and then we can get something scheduled. And there's a lot of times when I just am like, oh, shoot, I need an episode this week. Hey, is anybody available? (laughs) You know, so... You don't have to be the first, you know, if you weren't in line or whatever, it doesn't matter. If you can make an interview work last minute, then we can get you in.
1: Is there any criteria for someone to be on the podcast?
0: (laughs) I guess the main, the main kind of criteria is that they are a dungeon master or have, you know, ran at least a game. Um, I don't like, I want it to mostly be dungeon masters. Um, because I feel like that's where you can get a lot of the value. But I also don't want to put a, like, you have to have run six games before you can, you know, come on the podcast because having people who are fresh to running games can offer such a unique perspective because they're not ingrained in all of the uh, knowledge or like traditional ways that people do things. And so it's sometimes a fun way to, kind of see what, how they're interpreting how you should run games. Because a lot of times it's different because they haven't had those, like they haven't read a ton of books and and kind of settled on a style or something yet. So um, if yeah, you've I even ran just a couple, then.
1: Open-minded can, you know, breathe new life into the game, that kind of thing. Right. And
0: they're, they're still learning. And sometimes even if it's just interpretation, they'll read something and they'll assume it means a certain thing, which like maybe, your traditional D D players are like, oh no, we you know we know how this is. It's worded kind of funny, but this is how you actually do it, right? If they interpret it differently, maybe that's an interesting interpretation, you know, and maybe we should, should take a look at it again. So, really, um, being a dungeon master, and then even um, I have thought about doing more, just like um, tabletop creators as well, like people who maybe do art or people who do um like if you write rpgs if you're an author that's great or if you write modules or homebrew or something um those are fun people to interview as well because they usually have a unique perspective on like why they're doing a certain project um there's usually a reason why and and a lot of times that can be kind of tracked back to their time as a dungeon master so
1: awesome um is there anything else you can think of that you want to share with your
0: uh, the last thing I would just like to say is thank you to all of the listeners um, who have been with us, especially this year and people from the beginning or people who are just finding us now. Um, it's been a lot of fun and I uh, hope to be doing more in the new year. So more games, more episodes. Um, and I'm always looking for uh, people to interview and I'm always looking for more feedback. So uh, hop on to the Discord server or on Twitter Twitter. Tell me what you think, tell me what we should change, what we should keep, what we're doing well, what we're not doing well, Um, just so that we can, you know, we can't, if we can't change, we can't grow. So I just just want more people. I want more episodes. I just, thanks for everybody that's listened and, and done an interview with me.
1: Right. Awesome. Thank you everyone for listening. And I hope that you have a great 2022.
0: Happy new year, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Masters Toolkit Podcast. You can find links to all of the products and resources that we talked about on the show in the show notes. And if you'd like to join the community or find out how to be on the show, check out our subreddit or join us in our Discord server.